is the 77 WABC minicast. So, uh, news, holiday weekend news. Everybody wants to keep Donald Trump off the ballot. And all it does is help him. It's really quite remarkable. All these left-wingers, Colorado, Maine, they're preparing other challenges. Trouble is, on the insurrection grounds, he was neither charged nor convicted. It's just all phony baloney. You know, I basically, um, I watched some of the commentators this past week. I had the week off. And I think really this comes from the top down. I'm just going to assert that the White House is calling the shots on this and the uh, Justice Department. They will deny it. Of course they will. Uh, maybe some smarter political people will say, well, you're just helping Trump because it's so undemocratic. Yes, undemocratic, small d. But um, I still believe this is uh, because they don't want to talk about the issues. They don't want to talk about the economy, inflation, the border, the wars, the schools, the lack of law and order, crime. Biden will do anything to talk about it. And of course, ironically, Joe Biden's the guy who talks about how MAGA is ruining democracy. Whoops. MAGA wants to keep names off the ballot. Donald Trump doesn't want to keep Joe Biden's name off the ballot. I think Trump would love to have Joe Biden's name uh, on the ballot, not off the ballot, on the ballot. In fact, there's an interesting interview at my, with my friends over at Breitbart News, a couple of hour interview, Matt Boyle and uh, Alexander Marlowe. Here's Trump... Uh, the guy can't talk. The guy can't put two sentences together. So I do think this. I cannot believe he's going to be the nominee. I hope he is, but I can't believe he's going to be the nominee. What about that? He'd like to see him on the ballot. Biden would like to see Trump off the ballot. I wonder why. We'll talk about this. We have uh, Joe Concha and Mark Simone coming on at the half hour. Spend a nice leisurely half hour with those two smart fellas talking about politics. It's interesting, too, Mr. Trump, uh, you know, I labeled him Trump tough. I mean, the nation wants strong leadership. Very, very important. Trump tough, a new slogan as Biden waffles on everything. Nation wants a strong leader. And I remember, uh, I think we talked about this last weekend, uh, a Fox poll showed that um, people don't really care very much about Mr. Trump's uh, phony indictments coming down from the Biden Justice Department. They don't care. I mean, that's not me. Some people do care. Under a fifth seem to care about it. But that's really all you get out of that. People care about inflation, the economy, as I say, the border, the border is the biggest catastrophe right now. By the time uh, we get through into these early primaries, the border may be the number one issue in the country. And uh, it's very clear the Bidens cannot deal with that. They're for open borders. That's the left wing of the Democratic Party. They want open borders. 
catch and release. The broadest possible definition of asylum. And Mr. Trump is more than happy to run against that since he stopped it out, by and large, stopped it out in the last 18 months of his presidency. And you see this um, group, uh, Secretary of State Blinken, DHS uh, Mayorkas, they went down and pleaded with uh, Obrador AMLO, the president of uh, Mexico, who offered no help at all. No help at all. And you think back a couple of years ago when they offered no help to Mr. Trump, who then proceeded to say, okay, I'm going to jack up your tariffs. I'm going to hit you where it hurts, right in the economy. You're making money from the cartels. In fact, you're making money from this whole incredible caravan of 10,000 people a day plus crossing into the border, coming up through the south of Mexico. You're making money. Well, you're not going to keep that money because Mexico, which is our biggest exporter right now, Trump just said, I'll slap huge tariff on your manufacturers, on your cars. If that meant breaking up uh, USMCA, so be it. This is national security. This is national sovereignty. This is chaos at the border. This is drugs, sex, everything imaginable. Fentanyl, Mr. Trump said you're putting, you're infecting the blood of our country. Well, of course he's infecting the blood of our country. That's what drugs do. Trump had that right. The media tried to make a big deal about that. Nonsense. That's what fentanyl and opiates do. They infect the blood of the users and kill them. At least 60,000 fentanyl, maybe 100,000. Anyway, you get my point. Trump tough, threatened tariffs. Whoops, AMLO folded. Put up 35,000 soldiers, as I recall. Maybe it was 50,000. And came remain in Mexico. That plus Title 42 on healthcare grounds. That plus building the wall. That plus a new policy of catch and deport, not catch and release. It's, it's a perfect example of where voter priorities are going to be. Biden can't do it. Trump can do it. That's why he's popular. The first caucuses in Iowa, January 15th. He has a large lead in the polls. I know the polls aren't votes, but it's a pretty good snapshot of where thinking is in the state of Iowa. Eight days later comes New Hampshire. Mr. Trump has a hefty lead in New Hampshire, maybe not quite as large as Iowa, although a win in Iowa would probably give him a hefty lead in New Hampshire. And we'll take that as well. Nikki Haley making mistakes. She's really untested. I mean, I I'm not going to spend time attacking Nikki Haley. Uh, but I think she bungled the Civil War question and slavery. Prior to that, I had mentioned uh, she was attacking rich people for their success in the economy. She talked about, um, about cutting Social Security and Medicare. Uh, the Trump people are pointing out that she increased the state gas tax in South Carolina by 60%. 
and increase the state sales tax by 20%. Those are two big middle-class taxes. I will leave it to Nikki Haley to try to defend those positions. I'm not really interested in criticizing her. I'm just saying I think Mr. Trump's lead in the polls is for real. We won't know until we know. So I guess I'll hedge slightly. But I think the big story here is how badly the country wants some strong leadership. That is the big story. And Mr. Trump has been on message. I think it's the principal reason. I mean, I will agree to some extent his lead in the polls is a function of a revolt by the GOP rank and file against the two-tier justice system. The indictments in New York and Washington and Florida, now these uh, goofy disqualifications on the ballot uh, based on the so-called insurrection clause, which doesn't really apply to him. So I, I don't, I'm not saying that's nothing. But I think the bigger point has been all year, Donald Trump has run on issues. And they're issues that really resonate with voters, real issues. Rising prices, low employment. Unemployment is low, but a lot of people have dropped out of the labor force. Affordability in the economy is low. I'm not going to deny Mr. Biden that the inflation rate year to year has gone from roughly 9% to 3 or 4 I don't deny that. But consumer prices are up just short of 20% in the past three years since Biden took office. Gasoline prices have come down, but they're up about a buck and a quarter from where they were when Mr. Trump left uh, the presidency. Affordability means, for the most part, price increases have outstripped wages. Actually, wages haven't moved. Wages have not moved for the past three years. They're actually, real wages are down just less than 4%. Now, in recent months, I will grant, that's data, I may not be objective, empirical. In recent months, wages have beat prices. But for the most part, since uh, January 2021, wages have fallen about 4% below prices. That's affordability. And mortgage rates have come down over a percentage point for home buying, but they're still you know, several percentage points above where they were when uh, Mr. Biden took office. Grocery prices up over 20%. So those are the issues. And the border, which is complete chaos and an embarrassment. Those are the two biggest issues right now. And the border issue reaches deep. The border issue becomes a law and order issue, becomes a crime issue, becomes a health issue. And this is what folks are going to be voting on at least in the early primary states. We'll see what happens over the course of this coming year, whether new issues pop up. 
Is Mr. Biden standing tough behind Israel? We'll see. Mr. Biden has um, appeased Iran. More and more people seem to care about that as the Houthis and other terrorists take aim at U.S. military assets in the Middle East. As the Red Sea is choked off, where's our response? Israel just bombed the Syrian airport, took out 11 Iranians, as far as I can read. I'm reading the New York Post this morning. We didn't do it. The United States didn't do it. Israel did it. Shows they're tough. So these are issues. I think people want a strong leader right now to right the ship. That's what they want. The stock market has been good. We'll talk some about that. Experts were wrong about this year, including myself. It was a much better market than I would have expected. Of course, I'm always long the spiders, so I'm thrilled with the market performance. But all the headlines of the last uh, two days in the Wall Street Journal about how uh, everybody guessed wrong. Wall Street was wrong. It was a great market. So that's good. And I hope uh, 125 million people made some money in the stock market this year. But... That doesn't guarantee this coming year. And if the economy was stronger this year than expected, that doesn't guarantee this coming year. We'll get to all that when we do our stock market work later in the show. But right now, I'll begin by saying all these phony disqualifying lawsuits against Trump just help Trump. But most of all, people want a strong leader, a steadfast leader to get us out of this quagmire to get us out of this mess, to right the ship at home, on the border, and overseas. Trump tough, I'm calling it.